0: It's post-Halloween week. You know what that means. Everybody dresses up again like their normal, boring, and now newly sober selves. But if you're listening to this show, we're going to stay in the land of the dead. Come with me to the graveyard. It's Melissa Divine, Master Minimalist Psychic Medium on Open Loops. Hello everybody! Greg Bornstein here. Yes, I'm going to be, well, in this lower kind of docet tone. Why? It's been Halloween weekend, screaming my butt off. You know how these things work. Anyways, I'm the host of Open Loops with Greg Bornstein, conversations that bend. Now... Why in the world are you listening to this show? Chances are you like escaping. You like exploring what's not talked about in public. The taboo, the spiritual, the supernatural, the paranormal, the conspiratorial, the hypnotic, the mystical, the mesmerizing, the fantastical, The downright weird, metaphysical, countercultural, and esoteric. That's what this show's all about. You see, I'm a cultural hypnotist, a consciousness disruptor, and my goal is to challenge your existing belief systems by sharing radically unique ideas designed to stimulate your unconscious mind and force you to step into the highest version of yourself speaking of higher version of yourself, doesn't get much higher than heaven. Or lower than, well, you know. Melissa Devine, she is a psychic medium. But I feel that she has given mediumship. A very smart rebrand. Because you know what you see in the movies. Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. The... You would swear mediums have funk machines when they work in crystal balls. Melissa Devine might, but she travels around the country in a van. I'm not sure she has that much room. I love her approach to speaking about these issues in a way that's a lot more accessible, a lot more down-to-earth, no pun intended, and connecting with spirit in a way that's... Not even that, hey, look at me, look how great I am. Something you can do too. I always do love talking to psychics on this show. and someone that still doesn't know what to believe with the world of psychic powers, some people I've experienced things that are mystical, magical. Some I feel just get lucky. You'll have to decide for yourself, but... You go to Melissa Devine's website, which is in the show notes. She has some pretty good she has some pretty good testimonials and traction. I thought her story was worth investigating. If you enjoy open loops, please make sure to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, as well as review the show, rate the show, couple well, five stars would be great. Uh leave a few words it really i I greatly appreciate any bit of uh feedback you have for the show also helps get these conversations out there and if you don't do that that's okay too thank you for listening i really appreciate it here is psychic medium melissa Divine. Today on Open Loops, we have Melissa Divine, psychic medium. And, um, well, we, there's a whole lot going on here. There's a lot of interesting stuff. She's very passionate about spirit, very passionate about uh, doing spot on readings, as well as training people to develop their psychic skills in an effort to reawaken uh, as many souls as possible. Melissa Divine thanks so much for coming on the show
1: hey Greg thank you so much for having me and I gotta tell you you make what I do sound really cool
0: <laughs> really really <laughs> yeah you know this is what I was gonna say that's interesting psychic medium and this is even going doing my research before going on your website MelissaDevine.net. divine.net I always feel that when you hear psychic you already have a perception when you hear medium you have a perception and I mean, I'm going on your website and going, oh, this woman could be an expert at PR, marketing, interior design, a wedding planner, a very, a very approachable brand, if you will, a very much like, oh, I feel warm. I feel inviting. Um, I mean, what is your relationship to those terms, psychic medium? Do you ever wish that you could put on one of those hats and have a crystal ball? I mean, where, where are you at in terms of <laughs> that level of branding? Very curious
1: well i first want to say like how very intuitive of you because i've actually worked in some of those careers before i've only known i was a psychic medium for the last decade and um so before that i had other professional careers and things like that that of course have fed into um the psychic medium stuff but you know i have to say to you i remember like when i was a teenager um like i remember my first boyfriend breaking up with me And I remember like crying and thinking, oh my gosh, I wish that I was psychic so that I knew when this stuff was coming, right? Like I remember thinking, and goodness gracious, like my little 15 year old self just had no clue what she was wishing for, let me tell you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. I mean, do you think even back then there was a yearning for you to be able to tap into these abilities?
1: Um, I wouldn't call it a yearning. I think it was an awareness. There was always an awareness even though i didn't have you know like the mental fortitude the maturity or just the upbringing and the experiences to know what the heck was happening with me you know i was you know talking to spirits and people that weren't there they weren't necessarily imaginary friends i just always knew that there was something there that was listening to me and talking back to me and that sort of thing yeah. Um Yeah, so it was it was always there. I just didn't I didn't know what to do with it or what it was. I mean, even in my 30s, I was still saying things like, oh, I'm just a really good judge of character and I'm pretty good at reading body language. And, right you know, and that sort of thing and I always thought oh I'm really lucky at guessing like you know if my friends were pregnant or something I'd be like yeah pretty sure it's a boy and it'd be a boy you know what I mean like wow. and I
0: thought
1: all of those things were just like silly little skills and abilities and things I had no idea you know until I started really tapping into it and learning about it that there was actually something that I was accessing whether that was spirit communication or divine intelligence or universal intelligence or whatever you want to call it it um and then you know and then once you would start figuring out like what it is and how to do it and you start practicing and getting better at it you know it's just like playing the guitar or a sport or anything else you you know you continue to improve in it and um it's just been a really amazing journey for the last decade of this development
0: yeah you know i'm very curious take me back 10 years ago was there um an exciting incident that led you to go, okay, I actually have to pursue this route.
1: Yeah, it wasn't an exciting incident necessarily, uh, but it was a traumatic one. And really the the very first impetus of my opening and my development started when my dad passed away very suddenly and tragically. And he and I had always shared an interest of mediumship. So the very first thing that I wanted to do was go talk to a medium. Interesting. that was my very first ever in-person mediumship experience. I'd watched them on TV, but never done it in person. And I was absolutely blown away. And I'm not even kidding you. I left, you know, it was one of those public readings, like on a Thursday night or something. I left the event that evening. And before I got back to my hotel room, I was hearing voices in my head.
0: now what what kind of voices? I mean, was, was it your father coming through? Was it spirit guides? Was. Oh.
1: It was actually. I had gone to that reading with my mom and two sisters, and we had gotten a reading from from my father, and it again it blew us all away. Some of of my family was actually very very skeptical, but uh, they were they were swayed after that experience. And we were walking back into the hotel room, and my mom, for the first time since my dad had passed all of a sudden just kind of started laughing and talking about the things that we were talking about. Of course, she was in a very deep state of grace, of excuse me, grief at that point. And so like that laughter was really, you know, kind of uncharacteristic of her at that point in time. And I heard my dad say in my head, it was my voice, but it was my dad sharing that with me saying, it's so good to hear you laugh again. And he would, he just said it over and over and over and over again in my head until finally I I just said it out loud because i wanted to make it stop <laughs>
0: uh, 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 now it, i have to know what were some of the i because this is and this is part of my journey of awakening i'm i'm looking at where a skeptic becomes a believer. Um, I'm, I'm coming from the frame of I very much want to believe. I don't know. I think there are a lot of signs pointing me in this direction. A lot of different people I talk to, a lot of the people I resonate with are of your world and of your uh, spiritual belief systems and whatnot. So I'm curious, what were some of the markers even for your family that came out of that medium reading that made them go because they weren't as prone to these kind of uh, conversations you were having as a young lady you know they they were more skeptical what were the things that this medium said that made you go yeah no this is this is legitimately our father coming through
1: Yeah. Well, the medium that we went to see, who is a a good friend of mine, actually, she's an amazing medium and she's a great evidential medium. So most of the messages that she brings through are evidence, things that you recognize and that you're, you know, about one and that sort of thing. And so for all of us, there there was different messages for each of us. Like I remember for my sister, it was talking about her red door. For me, it like my dad mentioned the fact that i had we stopped at a restaurant on our way to the reading and i got a cup of lemonade and the lemonade was hideous it was like all watered down and yeah
0: yeah and
1: And my dad actually mentioned the hideous lemonade in the reading right so wow That's it was all these it was personal stuff that like it was individual for each of us, you know, and afterwards we had to, you know, that's part of the fun after the reading is that the four of us would get together and be like, hey, so what was that thing that, you know, the medium was saying to you about, you know, whatever. And um, and like some of it was stuff that we we didn't even know about each other that came out in those readings and um, and it was really powerful, especially for a very first experience
0: yeah and that's sort of I mean look I, I I definitely can see that that's something you've uh held on to i you you aren't just doing what happens to me when I go to a street corner psychic in in the West Village over here in new york you you are a lot of your testimonials are people saying what? that was spot on she got it she she said this thing that there's no way somebody else could have said it it was exactly the thing i needed to hear uh so here's my question when it comes to delivering these kind of things are you are you deliberately filtering out things that are more generalized just so you can make sure that the hits come through because I imagine there's a lot of information that comes through and I'm sure there is some good stuff that might be generalized too I mean how do you how do you give them the best experience as as someone that is delivering these messages how do you do that
1: well you know I'll just take you back to you know the job title as it is I'm a medium it's not my message I don't decide what it is all i do is i open up that channel and i like i know that the spirit world knows what they want to say to their loved one right this is their opportunity this is their collect call from heaven they've been thinking about it they know what to say they know what their loved one is going through in their life what kind of encouragement they might need and all of that so my job is really just to get out of the way you know, like I said, I open up that channel and then I try to really just pull away all of all of my personal experiences and all of those sorts of things, because that way the the information from spirit can come through more clearly that way. And it's not being yeah. filled all of my ego concerns and things like that and then you know then i just let them roll with it because you know I'm, I'm not one of those mediums that structures every single one of my readings the same way it is completely dictated number one by the person who is calling me or interacting with me and saying i need help or i want to connect with my loved one or i've right. got a Vision coming up, or whatever that is. So, number one, it's being, you know, decided on by what they need and what they're looking for out of the experience. And then the next part of it is that, like I said, just open it up to spirit, getting out of the way and letting them do the work. And I have to say, like that, for me anyway, is so rewarding um, because the fact that I can work with people for less than an hour. And even if they're really, you know, down and depressed or in a deep state of grief or whatever that is. Like the other day I was working with a woman who is in a deep state of grief, literally for 17 years. And she said to me, she was like, no, like I don't laugh. I don't have a good time. I don't enjoy my life and I haven't for 17 years. But do you know that at the end of that one hour conversation we were laughing and joking and, and carrying on about like all of these stories that her son was sharing with her from the spirit world. And that's the most miraculous thing. I mean, you know, being a medium is not easy. There are there are some very difficult aspects of this career, but I have to say that, like seeing the enormous healing potential of what is available when we open up to the spirit world, not when we open up to Melissa Devine or the Long Island medium or whoever else. Right. But when we open up to the spirit world and we let those messages in, there's an enormous potential for healing that is there. And that's why I got into mediumship in the first place because like I, you know, like we were talking about, I was, you know, going to that mediumship reading because I was grieving and I experienced such like it, it put my healing on a fast track. You know, I think it would have taken me years longer if I had not had that really beautiful connection with my father. And just like, you know, I mean, it really helped me with my faith. It helped me to know that, you know what, he is okay. His soul has gone on his physical body, unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. Right. So I can't, hear his voice and all of those sorts of things. But his love still exists. And isn't that the most important part?
0: Yeah, yeah. Even when you're talking to me, do do you feel that spirit is going through you right now?
1: Oh, heck yes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest with you, before I got in this conversation, I did pretty much the same thing that I do when I'm doing a reading. And that is getting myself out of the way, getting all of my ego concerns, things I might be worrying about in my personal life or my daily life or whatever that is, and then opening it up to spirit. And what I'm doing is I'm actually like, I'm still in it. I'm speaking. This is coming from Melissa, but I've asked them sort of as spirit guides to come in and to you know, to give me number one, the strength to overcome any kind of like nervousness or whatever that is. But the beautiful thing is, is they can also kind of like direct me in paths and directions um, of what the people that are gonna be listening to this podcast need to hear. You know? interesting. And- is so interesting. You know, Greg, like, I believe that if there was, let's just say that 20 years from now, like somebody finds this podcast in some archive somewhere, right? And they listen to it and they say, oh my gosh, that is the exact message that I needed at this exact moment to help me move to the next level in my spiritual ascension or whatever that might be. And I believe that spirit does that for us, that they really have this ability to put things in our path that are going to be beneficial official for us.
0: Wow. 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 This is a uh, pretty fascinating stuff. I mean, I wonder about how, how do you, can you define You, you put spirit as your coworker and and whenever you write spirit you say it with an s uh, capital s you, you put it there um how would you how would you define that for people that really it's it's ethereal they know about God they know about religion they know about i mean it's uh yeah i'm curious what you mean by it specifically
1: yeah well for me spirit is the collective It is, it is like, um, you know, like drops of water in an ocean, right? If you imagine this, the little individual spirits and souls as those little drops of the ocean, then the ocean is the equivalent of the spirit with a capital S. So that includes all of our loved ones in the spirit world. And by the way, that also includes our souls, because our souls are actually still existing in that dimension as well. So it includes us, it includes our spirit people, it includes our spirit guides, it includes angels, if you believe in God, it believe it, you know, it includes that type of entity as well. And, you know, whatever, elementals and all kinds of things, you know. So it's really, it's really that collective because, you know, what I find is that we really are all one. You know, it sounds really cliche because, you know, but we come into these physical lifetimes and we become these individuals and we have all these different ideas and we look different and we act different, right? And, um, and that's true in the spirit world um, as well, of course. Um, but we do, we're just, we are all one. We go back into into being that, that collective. And um, there's a lot of wealth of information and love, unconditional love, I should say, that is available for us when we're, you know, when we're tapping into that collective, that is the spirit with a capital S.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh, I, I wonder how you. I mean, if, if I'm an Orthodox Jewish person and I'm going to talk to you, does your, does, are you able to connect to them on that level? I mean, does, I, I feel that it's ultimately this formless thing, but I've definitely met psychics, uh, that, Come from a religious persuasion or whatnot. Uh, I'm curious how you how you reconcile different belief systems with the work that you do. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm kind of saying that tongue in cheek, but um, you know, again, I let the spirit world take care of that for me. And I've definitely worked with a lot of different people that have you know they have different heritages, different belief systems, different backgrounds, and things like that. And um, and really, the spirit world takes care of that. It's really interesting, you know, for me, a lot of times the way it comes through is, you know, the spirit person will actually, you know, in a, in a way they will say to me, by the way, in my, you know, in my lifetime, Melissa, I would not have spoken to you. I didn't believe in mediumship. I was very, you know, like this was my religion and that I would have believed this to be a sin and that sort of thing. And then they're like, oh, but thank you. This is really fun. This is cool. You know? And so spirit is by the time that, you know, that they're communicating through me, they have already kind of released some of those belief systems and things like that. So it's just really about communicating things in a way that is most comfortable for the person that they want to connect with. And again, I don't, I don't do that myself. I take spirits, um, advice and let them guide me through the process and even let them know, let, they let me know kind of like where the danger zones are, you know, like sometimes when I'll, when I say things and I, and they will stop me, like, it'll feel like fingernails on a chalkboard for me and i Be like oh wait they didn't want me to to say it that way they didn't approve of the verbiage that i used please let me rephrase that so yeah again it's just all it's all spirit's message
0: interesting and you and so and the other thing is you were mentioning that this is something that you yourself went through training for Mm -hmm. uh so so take me back then you 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 have this message from your father, you experience him, and then where do you go first? I mean, there's so many people out there that call themselves mediums and psychics. How do you know where to develop your skills and really get a grasp on these newfound abilities?
1: Yeah, well, I first of all, want to say it was not easy. That was a very, my awakening was really very stressful and difficult for me because I didn't have a lot of support. And at that point, I was living in Wisconsin and we just didn't have a lot of resources for that. We didn't, you know, we didn't have a lot of, um, you know, we all of the psychics and stuff, they hadn't come out of the closet yet, so to speak. You know, Right, the- right. And, um, and so really the first part of my development was done all on my own. And I, you know, I got every book I could find on psychic development and mediumship. And I, you know, started going to Buddhist meditations and I just, anything I could get my hands on to just try to learn more and to figure out what was going on with me was really the most important thing. Cause I didn't have anybody to go to and ask for help. There were no workshops at that point. And by the way, we weren't doing zoom workshops at that point either, you know? Right. Right. Um, and so, I was kind of on my own for the for the first part of it and um and i did discover over time and and traveled of course for workshops and things like that just to you know to enhance uh, and to build my my skills and that sort of thing uh but the first part like i said it was it was lonely it was scary it was stressful it was confusing and um and beautiful at the same
0: time actually, was there was there like a coming out moment for you i mean do you remember when you started having to go to family or functions and they'd say so what are you doing right now and you're saying well uh you know i'm doing a new career path actually uh do you remember those initial meetings like what, what was that like for you oh
1: my gosh oh well it, at the time it was difficult but um but now it's sort of comical. You know, I had teenagers when I started opening up. They weren't very cool with it, they were pretty freaked out by it as a matter of fact. And I, at the time when I first started awakening, I was married, and um, and I was married to someone who has a very you know traditional white collar job, and we were going to you know business cocktail parties and stuff, and that's exactly what they would say is, oh Melissa, what are you up to these days? And I would say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm you know I'm, I've just got back from England. I've been studying mediumship, and they'd be like, mediumship, what is that? And I would tell them it's communicating with the you know with people in the afterlife, right? And sometimes they would be so intrigued and they would be like, oh, please tell me more, please tell me more. Um, But on more than one occasion, I've actually had people that just turned around and walked away from me because they were so uncomfortable with it, you know, for whatever reason. Sometimes it's because they've lost someone and that makes them feel very uncomfortable. Other times it messes with those religious beliefs, you know, and they're like, oh, this is bad. This is dangerous. I need to get away. And, um, And that's okay. I understand that now. But at the time when I was developing and when I was discovering this beautiful thing, this life passion that. I always looked for and couldn't find and this and, man, and this amazing healing modality and all of that right I wanted to share that with people and so it was hurtful to me when you know when people weren't able to weren't able to accept that
0: yeah yeah you know it it's you you, you bring up something very much that um I mean look this this podcast this journey that I'm on personally is is uh one that is a little more common these days is it because we're opening up to the 5D maybe um but 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 it's still weird enough it's still weird enough it's you you can get some intrigue people are a little more open minded to it but to actually change a paradigm you're confronting paradigms of reality in conversation entire paradigms of existence i mean is there anything looking back uh, now look i don't know i'm not asking for a reading but if spirit comes through i mean whatever if there's anything you would tell somebody out there right now a greg uh, a person who is starting to explore this stuff so that they have it easier when meeting people that aren't of the same level of, uh, or not—I wouldn't say level, but of of the same type of consciousness—what would you tell them?
1: Okay, so you mean if they're if they're the person? <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah, if I'm you going to a bu- business party and I'm saying, oh, yeah, I do a podcast where I interview Melissa Devine, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Or, yeah, I've just purchased a bunch of crystals and I, I'm starting to explore this. I mean, do you have any guidance as to easing the path?
1: yeah well i think number one i had to change my verbiage a little bit you know like um in the beginning i was just so excited about this is mediumship but i'm communicating with people that are crossed over oh my gosh friend. and um and i just realized after a while i needed to kind of tone it down a little bit and maybe just say that i was psychic and not a medium and those sorts of things right so, and um and that's difficult because in some ways you're like oh, i don't know am i Am I um, like doing an injustice to this beautiful gift that I have by by not speaking it? Um, but what I really found was, is it was just easier for people to, to just kind of like start at a lower point and then build from there, because then that allowed them to ask me questions. If I was vague about what I did, they would ask me questions. And, and that was better than me just kind of like spouting off some rant and rave about what, you know, what I think is amazing about mediumship. It gave them an opportunity to interact with it and to learn about, about it, you know, at a, at a pace that they were prepared for.
0: You're right. You're right. There is something about that word spiritual is a great catch all term for you know, people say, Oh, Melissa, what are you up to? Oh, I'm 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 practicing some spiritual work right now. Spiritual mm-hmm. work, what does that mean? Oh, well, you know, using your intuition. Intuition, what do you mean? Psychic. Psychic, medium, boom, boom, boom. Like it's I could see the gradual steps. You do have to in the world of social grace, you right. do have to meet people where they're at. But I, I feel the frustration too. I Melissa, I want to scream at people. I have interviewed time travelers, people who claim they are in secret space programs. I have done it. And if you just hammer them with that kind of stuff, it's like, whoa, I gotta I'm never talking to you again, sir. Um, so it it is very interesting. Do you think the landscape is changing i mean you know 10 years ago you're absolutely right it you didn't see zoom psychic development sessions but i'm curious what you feel is going on right now in terms of the acceptability of these things
1: yeah absolutely i think we're all awakening everyone not just psychics and mediums but i think that we're all just ascending a little bit higher you know we're in a different energetic reality right now we've gone through a portal we've got different universal energies that are happening and um and people are awakening and you know the thing that i find for the most part, is that it's coming through as a curiosity, right? And this is what makes people like you so important, right? Because those people that they're awakening, they're they're curious and they want to learn about things, but they don't really know what they want to learn about, and they don't know why they want to learn about it. And um, so, like podcasts like yours are wonderful because they give us little bite-sized pieces of things that we might enjoy. And you might listen to one thing, like a you know a medium, and you may be like, ah, that's way too woo-woo for me. I'm not into that. And then you might hear the time traveler thing and you might be like, wow, I really want to look into that. And gosh darn it, you know, like you might really start reading up on it and doing all this research on it. And it doesn't mean you're going to become a time traveler, but then maybe, you know, you do something else that's, that's related to that, you know? And I think that's, what's happening to people right now is they're just, they're just curious. And, you know, there's also a little bit of discomfort, which is typical with even like any type of psychic or spiritual awakening is that there's this discomfort. There is this, you know what? I don't know, This my environment used to be very comfortable, but something doesn't feel right anymore, or it feels like something is missing, and I don't know what it is. I don't know how to find it. I don't know when it's coming. You know, all of those things. It can be it can be really really frustrating. So um, again, that's why you know these things are really important for people to be able to just just experiment and um, and let that path you know take them further down that road of finding their passion.
0: That's interesting. I wonder if, yeah, do you feel that you're getting a different kind of client right now when you do readings? I mean, I, I don't know, because I would think with a medium, number one, you're getting people who have passed over. That's that's the classic. That's what you're going to say. Talk to the spirits, all that kind of thing. But there is this mass movement of, I mean, you hear it every week. The great resignation, people are quitting their jobs and record numbers after yeah. the after the lockdown, people don't want to go back, they don't want to do something that yeah. doesn't align with their hearts. Yes. Are you are you encountering that a lot?
1: Oh yes, yeah, and really powerful ways. And you know, one of the things that I do um, working with people is I also mentor and teach psychics and mediums that are at different phases of of their development. And so I do work with a lot of people who are, you know, they're just getting started on their spiritual practices. You know, some of them are um, starting businesses and things like that, or expanding their services, or whatever that is and and people are just they're they're stepping out right and and this is a time in particular where people are like you said they're they're like I want to get out of the job I want to get out of the nine to five. I want to get out of the workplace. I want to get out of the three D, and I want to get into this like spiritual woo woo stuff. And this is the time when people are like they're they're taking that leap, uh, or at least getting ready to take that leap. And that's that really has shifted for me in the last couple of years. Um, you know, before that, it was more like, oh, I'm curious about stuff, but I don't really know what to do with it. And, and, um, and all of that. But yeah, right now, there's, there are a lot of people that are they're really taking, taking the first steps in kind of putting themselves out there.
0: Yeah. Okay, so wait, so let's go, let's go into your, uh, you know, the, the, the afterlife a little bit, because okay. this is, this is where all the magic really happens. Or at least, I don't know. I mean, that that's where I imagine the uh, the mediumship is at its peak. We want to... Harry Houdini wanted to reconnect with his mother. Uh, this, this is the whole thing. We all want to... There's something that we didn't get to say or or some affirmation that we needed they were hoping to get in the afterlife. Here's what I'm curious about. What do you think people... What are the myths that get tossed around when it comes to speaking to people in the afterlife? Do you think people have a misperception of what's going to happen when you communicate with people on the other side?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely the biggest mispr- misconception um, that I find is, you know, people say it all the time, they book a reading with me to find out if their loved one is okay. And um, they're not only okay, but they're, you know, they're swimming around, they're immersed in unconditional love, you know, like they're, they're in a really good place. And as a matter of fact, they're looking down at us going, Oh, you poor thing. Oh, it's, it's not that bad. It's gonna, it'll be over soon. You're okay. Okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> Right. And, um, and meanwhile, we are the ones that are sitting here immersed in all of this grief and and we're worried about our loved ones. And um, yeah, that's one of the really beautiful things that I love about mediumship is all that I get to learn about the spirit world. You know, it's like I get insider information about what life is like for them. And, um, and it's really amazing. You know, it seems like they really enjoy themselves. They really have fun. They still maintain their personality they have a good time, they don't carry with them any of those, you know, all of those things that we carry here, whether that's a physical illness or a mental illness or just fears and trepidations and things like that, they're not limited by those anymore. And um, and they, they have the opportunity to just, you know, continue to learn and to grow and to enjoy themselves. And of course, to keep tabs on us and um, and kind of help us plug, keep plugging along, you know.
0: Wait a minute, I wanna now know more about the spirit world. This is interesting. It sounds like a it sounds like a party, is it?
1: Yeah. I, you know, different spirits describe it in a very different way to me. I, and I love it. I actually get excited every time I do a reading because I think, oh, I wonder what I'm going to learn about today. Um, and I actually, I have one client who her daughter, when she comes through, she, um, let's see the first couple of readings she described to me, she was showing me how she was taking her mother. And this was something her mother actually had, um, stories. She was having dreams that were actually the same thing that I was perceiving. Her daughter was taking her into the spirit world and almost, um, you know, like Peter Pan or something. They were like flying over the spirit world and the daughter was showing her the places where she likes to go and like she goes to school and, you know, takes some sort of like spiritual ascension workshops and things like that. She was showing her where she goes and she she's a sports person. So she plays sports in the afterlife. She was showing her her favorite kind of quote unquote restaurant, kind of like hangout vibe um like that kind of thing and um and it was enormously healing for her for her mother because this was a high school girl who you know had her entire life ahead of her and then she and she's actually, you know, she's depicting it to me, um, you know, how she's hanging out, you know, that she's she has the opportunity to have a boyfriend in the afterlife and, you know, all of those sorts of things that her mother really wanted her to have so deeply. And then the most compelling part of that, of course, for me was the fact that everything I said to her, I see your daughter taking you in the dream world and she's flying you over some some sort of sports field. And then there's this and that and the next thing. And then she stopped me and she said, oh, my gosh i've been having that recurring dream for like two weeks (laughs)
0: what oh my gosh okay
1: i i'm telling you i need to write more of this these stories down because they blow me away sometimes and you know when i finish a reading and whether it's on the phone or zoom or in person or whatever honestly like the very first thing that i do when i finish a reading is go, Oh, my gosh, I am such a medium. I'm so psychic. How did that work? Right? Like some of the evidence and some of the stuff really blows me away sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, that is what's interesting about you. I don't sense this. I know more than you kind of vibe. I sense you're just as shocked um, oh, yeah. by this as anybody else's
1: yeah totally totally and i absolutely i have a lot of insecurities that i have to overcome in order in order to do it you know um but this is this is a beautiful and it's an it's a remarkable thing i love teaching people to do it i i you know i love bringing messages of hope to people and um mediumship is just such a beautiful and amazing remarkable thing you know i mean I gotta tell you, before I started this, I believed in the warm food concept. You know, like I, I, that's where I was at. And so for Mm. me come this far over to even like communicate with a medium and believe that it's coming from the spirit world. That in itself was remarkable. So for me to now be in a place where, you know, like I have this belief that I can sit down in a chair and start communicating with your deceased loved ones. And you're going to say, oh my gosh, how did you know that? You know, that's coming a really, a really long way. And um, yeah, so I don't, I don't have a big ego about it. I think we're all psychic. We're all mediumistic. We all have the ability. To communicate with our loved ones in the spirit world you know and you don't have to have you know, any kind kind of training or anything like that right like i'm just talking about um, one of my clients who is communicating with their daughters through dreams you know, it's absolutely possible. And because of the fact that, you know, your soul is hardwired for this, that's what mediumship is, it's communication of the soul, it's telepathic communication. And, um, and that's how we communicate in the afterlife. That's how our souls communicate with each other. And so just because we're, you know, hanging out in these physical bodies doesn't mean we can't do it anymore. But we've gotten really attached to all of these physical senses that we have, we, you know, like, think about the terms that we have for like, seeing is believing and that sort of thing right and so yes. we just start perceiving we have a tendency to say oh that's just wishful thinking i i'd like that to be true or you know like that sort we just we just write it off but the fact is is that we've all got it we've we were born with it we were hardwired with it it's in your soul and you can't lose it
0: so yeah that's something you said very early on that i picked up on this idea of uh when you hear people dismiss their spidey senses when you hear people just oh yeah it was just a feeling that i had is your paradigm is your view of reality that any form of intuition is tapping into connection with spirit
1: uh to a certain extent yes yeah, and um, and I think you know sometimes it's not necessarily spirit, but it might be you know like universal intelligence. And for me, like whenever I'm tapping in like to universal intelligence, uh, for me that almost feels like going to the Library of Congress and like checking something out. Right? It's like it's it's like this place where every bit of information that any and every soul has ever experienced it is as if that goes into this big spirit bank library and that you and everybody else has access to that right and that's kind of the same thing like even you know our uh our you know our cave people uh ancestors right you know like they learned that they were like oh run from tigers they're scary you know what i mean and you and i are still tapping into that universal intelligence every time we see a tiger at the zoo right (laughs) you know right right. get those butterflies in our stomach or whatever and um and tapping into universal intelligence is is essentially the same thing it's it's what other people have have learned and experienced or what other souls i should say have learned and experienced and it's there for us to learn from
0: do you think well yeah, that's interesting. I uh, some some people call it the Akashic Records, yeah. uh, or would put, put a name on it. Though I don't feel like you need to. You're 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 pretty simple. You're spirit, psychic, medium. Uh, yeah. I, what is um? Do you, why, why, why such a uh, yeah? why are you? You're the minimalistic medium. <laughs> why does that resonate with you? Just just keeping it super super simple.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? I Do you know what I think it is, Greg? I think the inside of my mind is extremely complicated, you know? And, and of course it would be when you're a person that walks around and you're perceiving multiple dimensions at the exact same time, it's confusing, you know? And I think for me, Boiling things down in in my outside world is extremely important because of that, and that is you know keeping my environment neat, uh, you know, or not having too many possessions and things like that. But also, it's not getting bogged down with all the things that are you know that are unnecessary. With you know, like even like you said, oh, you don't call it akashic records and and things like that. Like I I really like very simple terms that anybody and everybody can understand and. Part of that is because of the way that i came into this you know i was i was a, a, a really like fresh at you know 36 when i started awakening and i didn't have that background of of spirituality and and things like that so my verbiage was very simple and i keep it very simple and i love it because people say to me, like, oh, thank you. You've described it to me in such a way that I have never been able to understand. It's always been very complicated to me. And um, and psychic connection and mediumship connection, it seems very complicated, but believe it or not, it's it's not.
0: What evidence do you have that it isn't complicated for all of us out there that are going, what? There's no way I can communicate with a past loved one. What can, what can you point to right now? I mean, a lot of people say, well, try meditating. Is there Is there any exercise? Is there anything that we can do just so we can know that there's something there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of things. I think first of all, the one thing that I recommend to people is talk to your loved ones um, in particular before you go to bed at night, like, you know, your head's on the pillow and you've turned out the light and you're just like sitting there kind of thinking about your day or whatever. Connect with your loved one and invite them in and invite their spirit towards you. And um, and share you know share things with them in the same way that you would have if they were still living and you were talking to them on the phone or whatever that is you know I'm frustrated about my day or I miss you or I, whatever that is and if you have a question for them if you have something that you you know you you want to get an answer about or whatever that is then just put that out there to them make that intention whether that is you know G Dad I'm really stressed out about work can you please give me some advice on how I can make it through this transition or whatever that might be. And then just allow it to come, you know, so it might come instantly while you're like laying there, you might just get kind of a feeling washed over you, you might, you know, you like I said, you might hear a voice in your head that sounds like your voice, not necessarily like your loved one in the spirit world you might see kind of like just a little bit of a you know a vision in your head or something like that or nothing might happen but one of the interesting things that happens when you're doing it right before bed like that number one is you're prepared you know you're moving into that kind of right-brained um part of your day anyway and you're quieting down that left side of your brain so that you know you can you can hear those intuitive hits and those those spirit communications and um and things like that and that's going to be really helpful but also It gives them an opportunity to communicate with you through their dreams or excuse me through your dreams and um and they love to do that i mean have you ever had spirit communication dreams
0: i um, now that you're bringing it up you're you're really the first uh, psychic that i've ever heard go into dream work in terms of the afterlife Mm -hmm. um and i how would i know you know what's interesting i feel that since my grandparents passed away uh, in particular my my two grandfathers in the last 10 years they show up in my dreams over and over in a way that i just just wasn't there when they were alive i never dreamed about them and all of a sudden it's the full person voice conversation uh, so I, it's, it's making me think, huh, maybe there is something interesting about this. Why would they show up in the way that they do? Uh, but, but yeah, what would you say? I mean, what, what are your, some telltale signs, uh, of spirits?
1: Well, you just described some of them actually, right? Like of seeing their entire body, hearing the voices, that sort of thing. Not that you're always going to see the full body um, of the person in the spirit world. Like sometimes I only see orbs or, you know, like that sort of thing too. Um, yeah, absolutely. But the difference, um, that I find between my regular dreams and my spirit visit dreams are number one, they are so much more elaborate. They're so much more clear. They're so much more vivid and they feel real. You know what I mean? Like when you're in it, you're like, wow. You know, like I've actually had that experience of like, oh my gosh, don't wake up now, Melissa, because, oh, you're not going to be able to see them anymore. You know, like that kind of thing. And, um, and I actually, one, Beautiful, beautiful story that I um, love sharing with people. One of the one of the spirit visit dreams that I had from my father after I passed away, or after oh my gosh, after he passed away, was um, in a, a yeah. I was I was in a dream and he came to me and was like giving me this big bear hug. His arms were around my shoulders and I could feel it, you know, in this dream. And interestingly enough, something moved in the bedroom that like woke me up just very suddenly. And um, at the instant that I woke up, even though I was, I was awake, I could see the room. It was, you know, I was starting to interact with my environment. I could still feel his arms around me after the dream after i woke up i could still feel it for you know
0: oh 20, yeah right
1: like 30 45 seconds or something like that it wasn't you know a long time but i could still feel it you know and that's another sign of those spirit visit dreams they're just they're very real they're not like your other dreams they're you know how dreams are sometimes blurry and they're fuzzy around the edges yeah
0: and, yeah
1: and May not be in color and that sort of thing but your spirit visit dreams will usually you know Take it take it up a couple notches um, from your regular dreams, and then, like I said, you're going to wake up feeling different, like something has happened.
0: Wow you You have to tell me do Do either of your kids are they uh, are they believers now?
1: Uh, yeah, I would say they are believers. And um yeah, they've come they've come a really long way. Like I said, they they weren't too excited about it when they were teenagers. And um but yeah, I've I've, I've actually had the experience now of doing some readings for for the kids and um you know, like they'll come to me and and be like, Okay, we got we to talk about this, what's going on, you know, and um, so that's, that's a really beautiful thing um, to experience with my kids. And, and, um, yeah, I'm actually waiting to see. I've had, I've had other psychics tell me that my children are more psychic than I am.
0: Wow. Um, yeah,
1: and They're both very much like, Oh, no, I'm not mother. Um, so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if a family of psychics, what that, what damage that could do in the world, especially (laughs) when you're traveling around in this van. Yeah. How did you get into this van? What is this medium down by the river lifestyle (laughs) life that you live in? This is pretty interesting to me.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess this kind of gets back to that minimalism and that simplicity that we were talking about a little bit earlier. And yeah, I um I just had this really strong desire to you know to be in nature. I love to travel. I I love to experience the world and things like that. I'm pretty adventurous, and um and actually, it happened. A friend of mine. Um, just kind of like out of the blue one day was like, oh, you gotta check out this, like look up hashtag van life. You're gonna love it. You know? So you pull up all these pictures of these people with these glamorous vans parking on a beach and putting out a blanket and, you know, yeah. like stuff. And so I started looking at these photos and thinking, wow, this does look pretty cool. And um yeah, so it took a couple years after that. But then I I just really dove into it and um, i'm an empty nester my um my youngest is is in college now so is i actually i put her on an airplane uh, a year ago sending her to um, college and wow. the very next day i um, turned in the keys to my apartment moved all my stuff into storage and moved into a 65 square foot camper van that i was living in for nine months yeah. So did,
0: a- yeah. Did that did that change your uh, relation to the spirit world at all? Do you feel?
1: Um. Yes. Yes. I think it changed. So? I think it changed everything, Greg. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm pretty recent in it, so I don't. I don't even know all of the things it has taught me yet. I'm pretty recent to getting um, back from van life, but I think number one, you know, one of the things that Spirit works on with me a lot is trust and um you know and i really i really had to trust spirit a lot on this trip i used i used their their help a lot i mean you know whether that was oh my gosh i'm running out of gas please help me get to the gas station on time or you know getting the van stuck in the mud and being like oh please please help me get this out right
0: right right
1: to get it out of here or getting stuck in a bad neighborhood after dark or, you know, like whatever that is. And let me just say, I mean, they, they showed up for me. They really, really did. They guided me. They um, they brought me to this beautiful campground that I go to in the Florida Keys that I just found. And that was because spirit brought me to it. There were so many beautiful synchronicities that that just got me to that particular campground. And it's like my second or third home now, even though I've only been there, you know, three months. and. Um, and I I can't wait to go back. And that's because I followed spirits direction. I trusted those, those, you know, nudges and things like that. And that wasn't always easy. But like I said, that's about working on trusting the information that you're getting from spirit.
0: Yeah. Do you have anything at this point in your life that you'd consider unexplainable?
1: Hmm. Um, goodness that's a really good question i was not prepared for it, greg
0: <laughs> just i just curious
1: yeah i i think that i think there are a lot of things that are unexplainable but i think everything is possible you know i think that's the biggest that's the biggest part for me is you know people are always like oh you like kind of prefacing things like okay this is gonna be really weird you're gonna you're gonna think i'm a weird and i'm like try me you you can't you can't surprise me at this point you know I've had some beautiful um, experiences myself, I've experienced going to different types of like seances and, and, um, and things like that. And those things shook me so much, right? Like, remember, I was saying before that, I was considering, you know, that maybe there wasn't even an afterlife at all. So then to have these different experiences of going to seances and seeing things floating around the room and that kind Wait of- Wait a
0: minute, you got to tell me about this. Did you, <laughs> What what's some of the weirdest stuff you've seen? Have you seen apparitions actually In in waking waking consciousness come forward to you i mean you've seen stuff float around i I gotta hear yeah Yeah. please go into it
1: for the um i would say i don't know that i would call it um a fully formed apparition i've very often seen spirits as like watermarks in my environment or orbs in my environment
0: Oh, wow.
1: yeah but not i think i would i think i would be freaked out if i saw a fully formed apparition
0: yeah, so you haven't seen a ghost necessarily. Right. That, that isn't that interesting. That mediums don't act necessarily have because sometimes they do call them in, right? I mean, what would happen? I, I don't know if you're that kind of medium, but if someone said, "Okay, Melissa Devine, we're hosting a new ghost hunting show. We want you to come into this house." I mean, would you do it? Is that totally a different? It doesn't feel like it's your vibe, but maybe you would. I don't know. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a little weird. You're not into like the dark. Too much.
1: (laughs) I think the thing that doesn't resonate with me and and this is my personal belief system but of course you know I always say anything is possible so I could be wrong about this but for me like ghosts don't exist it's almost like I don't even it's, for me it's almost like a
0: yeah.
1: word or something you know because ghost sort of implies that that's that that's like someone who's stuck in between worlds they're not living and they haven't made it to heaven yet and from my experience with the spirit world that never happens. Happens. Like that's an impossibility that that could happen. There's nothing to get stuck in for heaven's sake, you know? And um, and so from my point of view, that doesn't happen. Now, that being said, I know that people have had some really powerful haunting experiences. And, and so in no way do, do I want to, you know, take that away from them at all. But in my experience, I, you know, I, I find that a lot of times it's like an energetic imprint that is left on a physical location, you know, and, um, you know, I'll tell you a really short story. Um, have you heard of the, um, what is it called? The mystery mansion in California? It was built by is that the-,
0: the Winchester
1: house. Yes. The Winchester house.
0: Yes. I've been there years okay. ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Me too. And this was actually years before I awakened as a psychic and before I even had an inkling that I might possibly be psychic. So I went and I did this tour. I'm going through the house and everything's, you know, okay. It's weird. It's normal. It's, I'm, you know, whatever. But we got to this one room in the house and the tour guide escorted us into it. There's maybe 12 people, right? And a tour guide, she escorted us into the room and then she, you know, closed the door before she started speaking. And as I'm standing there in this room, I'm getting like, I'm just like all over the place it feels like the, like the floor is shaking beneath me. It's like there's an earthquake or something going on in this room. And so the, the tour guide gives her little spiel about the room and what types of activities took place in that room and so on and so forth. And she asked if there are any questions and I raised my hand and I said, excuse me, is it stable in here? Because it feels like we're experiencing an earthquake. Everything's moving. And she looks at me like I was some weirdo. And she said, no, ma'am, we've had to have like, you know, we've had to have this inspected and so on and so forth and right but another woman in the group actually spoke up and she said i'm feeling it too it's freaking me out i'm getting out of here And the interesting thing about that story, Greg, is that the room that that we were in at that particular point in time was a seance room. That's where she would have people come. She had psychics coming and giving her readings very frequently. She would have um, seances and things like that. And that's the room where they did them. And um, anyway, so I think honestly, like that's how I felt that is like, you know, it wasn't because there was a ghost in that room, but there was an energetic imprint of all of the activities that had taken place there. Fortunately, those were, you know, on the woo-woo side of things rather than some sort of violent crime or something like that, you know? Yeah,
0: wow, Um, this is all, okay, okay. So yes, the very approachable, minimalistic, get right to get right to it spot on melissa divine um yes and of course we're gonna link everybody to where they can find you uh melissa uh as well as your instagram and youtube page now i want to talk about your youtube for a little bit because there is some interesting stuff going on here you're doing these mediumship monday broadcasts um as well as just in general uh, broader broader uh things i mean people your website and if you're available to do a reading it's a great way to experience this but when it comes to your broadcast when did you uh how did you decide to start getting into that
1: Uh, I actually I wanted to start doing it before I went on van life and it just didn't it didn't quite work out. Um, And so as soon as I got back into decent (laughs) Wi Fi, I just started kind of, you know, doing the videos. And I just I don't know, I think honestly, I think it was spirits idea because I'm also a really shy person. I don't you know, I'm an introvert. And, um, and I'm sort of like, I don't, I don't like being the center of attention. I'm more of a wallflower than anything else. And so to be putting out YouTube videos is pretty uncharacteristic of me. Um, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it because, you know, I'm just all, that's all I'm doing. Kind of like we were talking about in the beginning of our conversation is I'm the medium. I'm opening it up to spirit and I'm letting spirit tell me what people need to hear on that particular week. You know, like what kind of universal energies are they going to be experiencing? What kind of challenges are they going to be experiencing and then some tips and some advice on how they might you know kind of like make it through that particular week or that transition or whatever it is um you know with with the most ease and comfort as possible and um and I've had some really beautiful people um reach out to me and just beautiful comments about how it's resonating with them and how their life is actually aligning with it and, um, and I have to say, myself included, I, you know, like I said, I'm not preparing for these videos at all. I turn on the video camera and I just start speaking, uh, whatever spirit uh, brings forward for me. And I'm finding it's actually it's playing out in my life as well. So it's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. This you know this is the thing. I'm so with you about this and and this is what I want to model for people too. I I think in general there is a desire for people to come forward and just spill from their most aligned selves, I feel that that is that is often where we're pushed to, and and certainly doing a podcast did that for me. Someone said you got to start talking, you have a lot of interest, start talking about them, and then all of a sudden you're you're with a mic, you're you're hearing yourself, and you're just communicating. You're communicating what's in your consciousness, and especially with something like what you're doing, communicating with spirits, something you're passionate about, communicating about esoteric topics. That's what I'm passionate about. You are going to transmit something to people that feels genuine. I think we're all being called to this higher level of authenticity in all aspects of your life. So, um, you know, Melissa, it, uh, yeah, you, you're not going back to corporate. Stay in that van. We all <laughs> need to get in a van. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Yeah, heck no, no, no corporate. I I often say I'm like you know even if I did if I decided to give up the you know the mediumship for whatever reason like I'm going to work in a coffee shop or something like that you know like um, yeah
0: would you recommend to empty nesters get vans um
1: hmm uh, that would uh, that's a difficult question yes and yes and no
0: <laughs> yeah and, I know controversial controversial topic here
1: yeah i you know i love it it's spectacular it's wonderful uh if you're a couple i might recommend a slightly larger vehicle than a van um you know 65 square feet is not a lot of space um, even for one person. And so you get a second person in there and mm, it, it can, you know, it can cause some arguments and, and things like that. So that would be my only recommendation to people that are, you know, thinking about it is, is it's, it's an amazing experience, but just make sure you get something big enough that you can have your own private space.
0: Yeah. Are we going to be able to, are you putting something on the side of it? Like if we're driving down the highway, uh, will we know Melissa Devine's in there? And if not, why not? We, what if we want to catch you? What if we need this mediumship
1: yeah i actually i do i do have uh my uh my name and psychic medium on the outside of the van
0: <gasps> yeah and,
1: um and it's been it was amazing especially on van life because i would stop at a grocery store and people would walk up to me and ask for a reading and so i would just sit in the grocery store parking lot and give people readings kind of like on the spot you know and um and of course, you know, on beaches and things like that, and in campgrounds, and and so I just had the opportunity to really interact with some some amazing people and deliver some really beautiful messages from spirit.
0: Wow, I love this roadside psychic <laughs> life you've got. This is very interesting branding. Yeah, you know what, you uh Yeah, we're gonna we're are taking this act. You've already taken this act on the road. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe yeah, bring it to the really skies.
1: Hippie. And um, and I I just I dig that like I actually I would love to have like one of those old like VW vans with like flowers painted on the outside. Yes,
0: yes, I'm
1: kind of like more of a glamping van, Um, but like like at its core, its heart is is more of like a hippie VW van. You know what I mean, right?
0: Oh yeah, your name's Melissa Divine. How good flowers are involved know, right? at some point in this? <laughs> yes, I love it, Melissa Divine. Such a pleasure to chat with you everybody's got to check her out psychic medium uh you can learn all about her at melissadevine.net hey thank you so much for coming out this has been great
1: it has been fantastic i really enjoyed our conversation greg thank you
0: sure thing (music) 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 melissa divine Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, what do you think about that take? That ghosts aren't real. They don't exist. Well, this changes my perception of the haunted mansion ride at Disney World so much. Melissa, make me a believer again, please. All right, everybody. Feel free to follow me at... Greg Bornstein on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Things are gonna get a little steamier later this week. Looking forward to that. Talk to you soon. Oh, and Ronnie McGilvery. Thanks